Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support and once again, welcome home. Thanks everyone for joining in on episode four of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, so this episode is going to be a bit different than the first three uh, in the way that uh, the first three episodes that you've heard, I recorded them with my guests a couple of months ago, and the remaining episodes that I have so far were all recorded in the same time period, but uh, this episode's a little different because it's a big week for me, um, and so I wanted to have a guest on who's very special to me, and so we're actually recording this on Wednesday, Wednesday night. If you're listening to this, it'll come out on Thursday morning. Um, but I'm joined tonight by my fiance, Miss Alexis Hendon. Thank you, Alexis, for being here. Thanks for having me. And like I said, this is a big week for the two of us because on Saturday, you will become Miss Alexis Katina. Mm -hmm. Yes. So this is one of the last times I get to call you Alexis Hendon. Um, thank you again for being here. And I want to give you just a quick opportunity to share a little bit with our listeners, anything about yourself that, um, as, just introduce yourself. Okay. Um, I'm Alexis. I'm from Atlanta. I'm getting married on Saturday. <laughs> um, I don't know. I play violin i'm sure you were gonna want me to say that <laughs> no, this is all unscripted whatever you want to share and yeah that's basically me awesome well like uh if you don't know and like i said earlier alexis is my fiance um and it's kind of funny sitting down with somebody that I, I have conversations with every day um, and now we're having conversations with mics in front of our faces it's a little <laughs> different but uh, I want to encourage you just try and imagine that the mics aren't here and it's just me and you honey okay okay so you've heard th this podcast before so you know how it goes um, I have three questions for you the first two are more about things that I'm interested in. And then the third question is a little bit more about you. So you've been begging me to tell you the questions <laughs> I'm going to ask you, um, but I haven't. And so now I'm going to share them with you. So question <laughs> number one, and I figured I had to ask something about our relationship for tonight. Um, and so I would like you to share with our listeners. We've been dating for how long now mm, or together? Like, Two and a half years. Two and a half years. So two and a half years of dating me, Josh Katina. What is your favorite date that I've ever taken you on? Mm, that's tough. You take me on good dates. Really? Yeah, <laughs> you do. Let me think. I really... I don't know if this is my favorite, but I think this is the most memorable, which is probably my favorite, uh, but probably our one-year anniversary. Mm. You planned out the entire day of 
events. I was actually in town in Nashville that day, and I think it was really close to Christmas time, so you planned this whole day in Nashville for us, and we went to, what was it called? Opryland? Yep, we went to Opryland to see the ice sculptures. Ice sculptures, and we wore those big blue coats and it was like nine degrees in the room and we got to look at all these ice sculptures and then we went to the pharmacy for lunch Mm -hmm. which was amazing some of the best burgers in nashville tennessee if you're ever here so good and then we just had to kill time i think yep and so we went to the Parthenon. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And we just kind of explored and walked around the park in Nashville. And then we went to this thing downtown called Glow. Yep. And it was just a bunch of Christmas lights and big, I don't even know how to describe it, just big sculptures of christmas lights everywhere yeah they filled up the whole uh baseball stadium it's where the nashville sounds play and just all kinds of like christmas lights and i think they had like food trucks and you could eat and drink there and maybe live music it was a good time it was really fun so that's your favorite day huh Mm -hmm. yeah so back then that was a special occasion for me well for us because at that time uh I think I had just graduated from college, right? I think so. Yeah, and so like I was... that month. Yeah, so I had graduated like from school beginning of December. Um, and Alexis and I went to school together. She... So I had moved back home uh, to Franklin with my family. And Alexis was still down in Cleveland where we went to school. So we did like the long distance dating thing for... Uh, a semester of school for you and so that was a big deal obviously it was big because it was uh our one year anniversary but also just having you in town was a special thing for me at that at that point and so I remember I had never really planned out like a date like <laughs> uh, like obviously I planned out dates but not something like that where I had to plan the whole day mm-hmm. and um we were celebrating like an important day in our relationship. And so I was uh, really excited to take you (laughs) and show you around Nashville just because I had never really gotten to do that. Not because I didn't want to, but honestly, because I never had, uh, I had never dated someone for a year before, or I didn't have many relationships in my life that were like, I would take girls out on dates (laughs) like that. So I actually had no other relationships besides <laughs> you that I would take a girl on a date like that. So, I'm, well, you did good. I'm glad to know that that you enjoyed that. Um, as so, two and a half years of dating, we're getting married in three days or whatever. Um, or whatever. <laughs> what's something that from like just our relationship? This isn't your second question, but I just want to keep talking about us dating because. <laughs> Um, that's a chapter of our life that's, I guess, closing now. But what's something about how we dated that, like, is there anything specific that we did that you think helped to lead to us, like, growing close enough and to have a relationship with as much trust and love that we have to where eventually we're getting married? Like, 
Because you've dated other guys in the past, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, was our was the way we dated different than, than the way you dated other guys, or was it just the same? It's fine if it was, but... No, it wasn't, obviously, because I'm marrying you. Mm-hmm. But I think we just really enforced being honest with each other and just, like, being real, like... If something you did bothered me, I would approach you about it or say something about it. And I wouldn't just brush it off and let it build up inside of me and get angry about it later on. I just think from the very beginning, it's just been so easy to be honest with you. Yeah, that's honestly something I really appreciate about you is that um, whenever I do mess up or whenever there is something wrong, you're pretty good about being honest with me about it. And I think that a lot of guys my age, I don't know if, if it's an unrealistic expectation that women have for us, or if it's just low standards that we have for ourselves. But like we can, I feel like sometimes women our age think that we're just supposed to be able to read their minds (laughs) when something's wrong. And I guess I can only speak for myself, but that's, I, I'm not good at that. Mm -hmm. I'm not, good at um just like navigating your emotions without (laughs) you ever talking to me about them i wish i was better at it and i think i've got like i can recognize when something in you has changed or i can generally recognize when you're upset but sometimes you'll be upset about something (laughs) i have no idea what's going on and not that you're upset a lot but Um, I do think it's been an important part of our relationship that we're able to share um, grievances or disagreements that we have with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I guess we'll move on to question two. And this one is also about our relationship, (laughs) but I try to keep it more about you and uh, I guess women in general. And so... I would ask you now that we got engaged in December, we're getting married in August, so seven, eighth month engagement. You've mm-hmm. been planning a wedding basically the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid to say that you've carried the, <laughs> the brunt of the load when it comes to wedding planning. You've been a big help. Oh, well. You have. Definitely, it would not have gotten done if it weren't for you. But <laughs> I want to ask you now that wedding planning is basically behind us uh what's one thing that you would have done differently Hmm. i think a lot of people would say this who have gone through an engagement but it's just crazy how fast it goes and how your mind is just filled with so many different things that you need to plan, that you need to get done, that you need to call this person or do that. But I feel like I wish I would have sat in the moment more, I think. Yeah. Just this is such a special season for us, Mm -hmm. and we've done so much the past seven, eight months, and... I don't know. I just wish I would have cherished it more because we'll only be engaged once. So yeah, I I would agree with you. Um, I don't know if it's really possible to like 
I shouldn't say not possible, but it's so hard to just live life in the moment, in any moment. And um, when you're engaged, like there's a lot of big milestones that come and go that if you're not careful, they can pass you by and you didn't even Mm -hmm. stop and look and, and soak it all in. I feel like we've tried to do a good job of being intentional, though, about realizing how special this time is for us Mm -hmm. and trying to enjoy it and obviously this weekend i really am going to try to not worry about the little things Mm -hmm. and not stress about things that are out of my control um but just enjoy the celebration of Mm -hmm. our marriage um i think you've done a really good job of encouraging me to celebrate where we are this week yeah i think so i don't know if it was early this week or late last week we had a conversation where I think you were stressed about something that was going on with the wedding, which is normal and someone has to stress <laughs> about it. And I, just so people know, I've been stressed out about it as well. <laughs> um, but I, I sat you down. I said, honey, I, I, I know things have to get done and I know that there's stuff to do, but also if we're not having fun during this, then it none of it matters anyways. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I told you, I just want to have fun mm-hmm. and I know that we have to take care of business as well, but I think it was when we were getting our marriage license and we couldn't find your social security gar- yeah. card. We went to the county clerk's office and they said, well, we can't give it to you unless you have this. Yeah. And, we had to leave and try to find it and come back and anything that could have gone wrong went wrong but yeah, you had to pay cash only there <laughs> yeah. and no one carries cash anymore but as and as stressful as that may have been like in hindsight those kind of things it's like out of your control and mm-hmm. it's not worth it to i would say this to anybody who is planning a wedding now or could be planning a wedding in the future is that um things are going to go wrong and things are going to be annoying. And so it's better to just accept the fact that everything won't go smoothly um, now and enjoy being engaged and enjoy getting to plan such a special day. Um, And that's one thing that is so important to me, Alexis, is that uh, on Saturday you feel special because you're very special to me. And... um, I just hope that you feel loved and celebrated and special. And I'll do everything I can to make sure that happens. Well, I hope you feel the same way. Thanks, honey. I think I will. <laughs> like, um, awesome. So the, the, those are your two questions. And now I just want to open it up. And I guess we've kind of been talking about it, but I'll go ahead and ask you for your third question, Alexis. What's going on at home? <laughs> Well, we are sitting in our future home right now. It's kind of surreal um, just because I've been here for the past three months living on my own and you've been living at home and starting in a week or so, you're going to be living here with me, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You kind of already feels like you do because you come over and work every day, but... I'm really excited for that. Um, There's a lot of planning going on at home. There's a lot of 
prep work going into the wedding, obviously, but it's all almost done and it feels like it's almost done and it it feels like things are getting finished and it's all gonna be incredible on saturday so yeah i agree um i would like to ask you so we've been putting basically all of our energy for the last seven months into the wedding Mm -hmm. which is necessary um but I often, the closer we get to the wedding, like I, I often have thoughts of like, man, I'm spending all this time, all this money, all <laughs> this uh, energy and effort into making this wedding the best that we can be. And it's going to be a great day, but it's only one day. And afterwards, we're married and our marriage is, is starting. And so I've had to be like really careful to prepare my heart and prepare uh just myself for like the major change that's about to happen Mm -hmm. uh in my life like my life will look completely different on sunday than it did than it does today Mm -hmm. do you do you have thoughts like that or are you 100 percent in on just the wedding wedding (laughs) no i definitely think about it i think it's just gonna be crazy to do life together like to come home from the grocery store and you're literally here all the time and you don't have to go home at night. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so excited for that and so ready for that to be my life. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I, uh, I often, so I'm as excited as you are, but I am nervous too because (laughs) there's, I'm nervous because obviously we don't live together and um, I actually talk with, there's an episode that'll come out later with my cousin Jackson about just the choice of not living together, uh, until we're married. And, uh, there are, I'm glad that we did it how we did it, mm-hmm. but there definitely are, um, there's going to be challenges, I think. And I, I'm mostly concerned just about <laughs> myself because I think there's just things that you don't know about someone until you live with them. And, not that I'm hiding anything from you, but <laughs> yeah, you're going to get to know me. Say? <laughs> you're going to get to know me better than you do right now, just mm-hmm. because we're going to be living together. And so, I worry a lot about man. What if Alexis doesn't like this part about me, or oh. I hope I don't do this or mess up? And um, you know, I got a, a good word of advice from my dad maybe a few months ago, and he just told me because I said I'm just scared about what if I mess up, Dad, and my dad said. Well, first of all, it's not if you mess up, it's when you mess <laughs> up. Um, but second, when you mess up, Josh, it's good that you have someone like Alexis who's going to forgive you. Mm-hmm. And that's something I'm thankful for about our relationship is that we forgive with each, we forgive each other. Yeah. I, t- I told you early, early on in our relationship, I said, what are the three most important words in any relationship? <laughs> And they are what? I forgive you. I forgive you. Yeah. And so I'm glad that we have that as a piece of the foundation of our marriage. <laughs> Josh, make sure to tell me that even if I accidentally bump him in the hallway, I'll say, I'm sorry. And he'll say, I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> I think forgiveness is a big thing. I think, you know, 
people who struggle with forgiveness and I think everyone probably has uh, things that have happened to them in their lives and things that that happen to them just on a day-to-day basis that um, they have the choice to forgive or they have the choice to not forgive Mm -hmm. and I see it in many people in my life and um, people that just that I've been around a lot that I see I see that forgiveness is such a freeing thing mm-hmm. and that unforgiveness is a heavy heavy burden to bear yeah. um, I'm sure you are un- not unlike anyone else you've had to forgive people in your life mm-hmm. do you do you um what has your experience been like just in life when when it comes to someone who's wronged you or someone who has hurt you? Like, what is your process of forgiveness like? I mean, I'm human, and I feel like when people wrong me or do something purposefully to hurt me or something, it's hard for me to forgive because I feel like I genuinely try to go throughout my life and show kindness to people. And I can't believe that there are people in this world that don't do that, Mm -hmm. which I know it's a pretty common thing today. But I mean, that's what it looks like to be a Christian. And that's what it looks like to love like the Lord. Yeah, You just have to go through and forgive because that's what Jesus would do. Yeah. Have you ever had to forgive someone who didn't apologize to you? Mm, probably. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Uh, I think that that's the hardest thing for me. Yeah. And I think there's like a level of... The, I have this idea of fairness in my head mm-hmm. of, of what's fair and what's right and what's just. And... That part of me says, well, if you don't apologize and if you don't have any remorse, then I don't need to forgive you. Mm-hmm. Um, but in in church, I think it was last Sunday. Yeah, I was just thinking the, of this. The pastor talked about how the world's idea of fairness is not the same as God's idea of fairness. Mm-hmm. And the world's idea of justice is not the same as God's. Mm-hmm. And that really resonated with me and connected with me because I think it's easy for us to put like whatever our standard of righteousness or goodness or kindness or fairness is, it's it's often not in line with the gods. Mm-hmm. And I think God's idea of fairness is so radical that it comes to forgiving someone who never apologized. Yeah. It comes to forgiving someone who doesn't feel bad about what they've done. Mm-hmm. And it even comes to forgiving yourself for things that you feel like you don't deserve forgiveness for. And so um, I don't know why I'm sharing that, but that was just such a, <laughs> a powerful uh, word to me mm. um, about God's, about the way God sees being fair mm-hmm. and how it's different from us. And um, I guess I'll continue on with, the marriage theme since that's the only thing I can think about right now. Um, What are you looking forward to most about the wedding day? (laughs) Um, All of it. Okay. Pick something. (laughs) Um, 
I'm just excited for everyone to celebrate us. Yeah. I think that's just going to be so cool to have. I mean, there's no other time in your life that you have all of your friends and family in one place celebrating you like that. Yeah. And I'm just excited. Yeah. For me, it's like kind of hard because I... I'm not a person who necessarily loves being the center of attention or <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I do. If I'm being honest, sometimes I do. But when it comes to th- things like this, mm-hmm. I feel like there's, I'm going to have to get over like there will be a level of like uncomfortability for me just being the sole focus of everyone's celebration for yeah. a whole day. Yeah. Do you, do you think you'll be like that or do you think you're just going to be soaking it in? And I think I'm going to be soaking it in. Good. I love Things like this, Good. celebrating my birthday, yeah. all of that. <laughs> That's funny that you brought up your birthday. Cause, <laughs> uh, well, I don't want I don't want this to be just me talking about me the whole time. But birthdays for me, like I don't get that excited for my birthday. Oh, I know. I have to get excited for yes, you. Yes, but you get very excited for your birthday, mm-hmm. and I remember your first the first time we celebrated your birthday when we were dating, like I hadn't really learned yet how important your birthday was for you. That's, can you tell that story? <laughs> sure. Ugh. I remember I was kind of sad on my birthday, mm-hmm. but we've talked about it since then and we're okay now. <laughs> um, I had a really good birthday when Josh and I first started dating. and Liar. Oh. <laughs> He made me feel very celebrated. He did. But my love language is gifts. Mm-hmm. I love receiving gifts and just little nods of people thinking of me. And I just love gifts. <laughs> um, and I remember I was so excited to be dating Josh on my birthday. I was just like, oh, I wonder what he's going to get me. I'm so excited. I'm waiting all day to just hang out with him and him give me my gift and all of this stuff and so it was getting pretty late in the day and I was just out celebrating with our friends and I was still waiting on Josh's gift and waiting and it was probably like nine or ten o'clock at this point and I'm like he really didn't get me anything (laughs) and then I remember we went back to your apartment and I was hanging out with Leah and Jackson and you were like hey come in my room I got you something and I was like oh my gosh this is it (laughs) and so I walk in there and you had these really pretty flowers and a card set up for me and it was really sweet and I do not want to sound like I wasn't thankful (laughs) for that because I was but I was just like it's my birthday like he could have gotten me flowers any other day like I was just a little disappointed, Mm -hmm. but I was also like, you had done so much for me throughout that day too. And I just think it was one of those things where we hadn't communicated we hadn't set expectations for what I was expecting, what you were expecting. Like, obviously you didn't have birthdays like I had birthdays growing up. So it's just a difference there. Yeah. And like, to be honest, I, looking back on that time, like, first of all, people need to understand that I was so broke. Like, I had (laughs) no money. No money. And I'm not kidding. I think I maybe had, like, 30-something dollars. You didn't tell me this, though, until, like, probably 
Well, I was embarrassed about it. A year really, later, we were talking about my birthday and you were like, yeah, I had like 11 bucks in my bank account. Yeah. Well, I remember my plan was uh, with, I'm not, so I have 30 something bucks in my <laughs> bank account. And my plan was, I knew your birthday was coming up and I wanted to celebrate it. And, but I didn't have any money. And so <laughs> my plan was. I'm going to take Alexis out to breakfast at this place. Mm-hmm. It was called the Little Diner Little, Little Diner on First. Um, I'll buy her breakfast and then hopefully I'll have enough money left mm-hmm. over so that I can buy her a gift, <laughs> some sort of gift. And so we go and this place is basically like a waffle house. Like it's it's cheap food, but cheap food isn't cheap when you only have 30 bucks. So <laughs> Breakfast was probably like, I don't know, maybe $20. (laughs) And um, so at that point, I was probably, after that is when I was probably down to 11. Mm -hmm. And I remember during that day, it was like during the week and we were in class. So it's not like we were spending the entire day together. But I was like trying to think of a way like, man, does anybody owe me money or (laughs) whatever? And I couldn't scrounge up any extra money. So I just, I drove to like Walmart or something that afternoon and. I bought like uh, the flowers and your card and I was like this is all I have to give you right now and so I was there was a lot of shame that I experienced that night because you were obviously very gracious and very thankful and you did your best to make it known that how how uh you showed your gratitude for for what I had done for you that day but I knew deep in my heart I was like man today was uh, a flop for me Mm. so but thankfully i i feel like i'm getting better at celebrating your birthday and uh i want to you hit on how important it is to communicate our expectations Mm -hmm. with each other and this kind of goes back to me talking about how i cannot read your mind so (laughs) i don't know uh, i don't always know what you're thinking or what you want or what you don't like Mm -hmm. and I would like to ask you for um, for people that are in relationships or are going to be in a relationship, have dreams of being in a relationship and getting married. What has been the hardest part about um, like trying to compromise and I guess just adjust to like completely sharing your life with another person? Hmm. I mean, I feel like... I really like doing things my way, which can sometimes be a bad thing because I'm sure it's not always the right way. And it's just been not difficult, but just different seeing the way that you do things like how you load the dishwasher or something like that. (laughs) It's just like... At least I load the dishwasher. I'm thankful for that. But it's just like different from my way. And I've just had to like let go of controlling so many things, I think. It's just, just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah, that's... I'm sure that will be a challenge for you in our marriage. But I know that you're going to work hard, honey. (laughs) I'm going to show grace. Thank you, baby. (laughs) Okay, so I'll kind of move on. This is, the name of the podcast is Welcome Home with the Katinas. And very soon you're going to be 
Miss Alexis, or Mrs. Alexis Katina. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, not, I want you to be totally honest because obviously a lot of people who listen to this show know who the Katinas are and have probably met them at some point in their lives. You're going to become a part of this family, mm-hmm. not just me and you, not just me, you, my parents and Eli, but the Katina family. And that's something that I've known for a long time, young growing up that, okay, whenever I get married, I'm going to have to marry someone who understands that how important my family is to me and accepts them for the good and for the bad. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to ask you a general question, like what is something about becoming a part of this family that you're looking forward to Mm -hmm. and maybe something that you think will be a challenge for you? Hmm. Um, I definitely don't think I'll take on, like taking on the Katina name is not something I'm going to take lightly. Like I know that this family runs deep and it's, a huge part of your culture of your life like it's a huge part of what defines you and I think that's always been something that I've loved so much about you is how much you care about your family and how loyal you are to them um something that's difficult I guess just like I don't come from a very big family I don't really have any cousins it's just always been me and my sister and our close immediate family so I think just the fact of like family gatherings not just being like six people it's just which I've already experienced some of those but it is crazy to me that 20 30 people in a room will all be family Mm. but it's also like the coolest thing because everybody is treated like family even if they're not technically family which that's something I love about it. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that you guys firstly have welcomed me in. So just, just so well, I've felt so welcomed being a part of this family. And I just love how you guys make everybody that comes into contact with you feel the same way. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I think during my my time dating you and being in a relationship with you, my perspective on who my family is has really uh, broadened because not now what's always been normal to me and the way that I've grown up, I'm now seeing my family through your eyes. Mm. And I think, well, I wonder what Alexis thinks <laughs> about this or, and cause you know, I think I just have always, I've often taken for granted having relationships with my cousins and having relationships with my uncles and my aunts and, um, you know, spending time not just on holidays and not just on big occasions, but uh, like, like really living life with them. It's, and when I was when I was young and living with my parents, a young kid, like my parents were really intentional about making sure that I was around family a lot, making sure that I spent, I got to play with my cousins on the weekends or I got to, you know, my uncle Jesse would take, I remember my uncle Jesse would take me and Eli out to eat sometimes 
I guess just because he wanted to or whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. And uh, just things like that. And now that I've, since I started dating you, I've realized that's not what everyone has. Mm-hmm. And it's been a challenge for me to really look at the things that, uh, the way my family works and the way that I approach, like, the way I approach family life and I've had to evaluate a lot of things and ask myself the question, okay, is the way that my family does this thing, is it good or is it just comfortable for me? Hmm. And that's things that that's something I've never had to question before just because I didn't really care because (laughs) it worked for me. But now that I'm bringing you in, um, things that are comfortable for me, things that I'm used to, you know, they might not necessarily be good or the best, or sometimes it's not right or wrong. It's just, well, Alexis sees things differently. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a challenge for me is that I hold my family in high regard. Mm -hmm. And I know you do as well. But I also know that the way we do things is not the only way to do things. And (laughs) so um, I'm sure that will present its challenges as it already has in our relationship. But um, I really am thankful and uh, I'm glad that I prioritized finding somebody who accepts my family and loves them. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. They're the best. Well, you don't have to just say that. But, <laughs> I mean it. Um, let's see. We talked about wedding planning. We talked about dating we talked about the family. Um, let's talk about... Some, this is something that I think is interesting. Uh, so I'm firstborn in my family. Mm-hmm. And there's it's a treat for me right now because your <laughs> older sister is actually uh, here in town. Ashley is your older sister. She lives in... Well, I won't say where she lives, but she she's had to travel a long <laughs> <Privacy>. way. <laughs> Yeah, she had to. She she got on a plane to to get here, and she's here for the wedding. But you're the youngest in your family. Yep. I want to know how do you think the your birth order being the younger sibling? How do you think that I guess affected you or molded you um, growing up as as a kid? Because I definitely think that being firstborn had a big impact on the way that I grew up and just the way that I developed as a child Mm -hmm. um (laughs) well I will say my sister and I are very different but we also have a lot of similarities um but she's eight years older than me so she graduated high school when I was in like the fifth grade or something crazy like that but I mostly grew up by myself as a single child which is weird Mm. (laughs) um but I don't really can I spent enough time of my childhood with my sister to not consider myself an only child but I definitely think my parents (laughs) kind of Ashley was like their test kid and they kind of got to figure out parenting and the hard parts of it and the easy parts of it. And then when I came along, they were like, oh, this is a breeze. She'll be so easy. 
And so I just got the better treatment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your parents had more experience being parents. Yeah, yeah, they did. I feel like that's a common thing. Definitely. I I think, yeah, I think it shows between Ashley and I's just like everyday life too. Yeah. Just she's a hard worker. She's driven. She follows the rules. And I mean, so do I, but... I think I like to push the limit a little more than Ashley does. Yeah, I think that's fair. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, being... uh, I always... I feel like this is something... Maybe it's an unhealthy way of thinking, (laughs) but I I often find myself jealous of, like, my younger brother sometimes and just people who are not firstborn because uh, I just think there's challenges that come with being the firstborn... Mm -hmm. Um, as well as privileges, obviously, and blessings that come with it. But there are challenges that I think a firstborn faces that it's just different. Yeah. And um, it's hard to understand, I think, for people who weren't firstborn. So that's something interesting and something that's different between me and you. Yeah. I definitely think you have more of a leadership quality about you than I do because I always had someone to look up to but in this case my sister has always been the one to be the example and I think I definitely see that with you and Eli yeah the the one thing I see with me and Eli and I don't know if this is just us and just the way our personalities work but I really do think it has something to do with him being the younger brother is that I feel like I have a much more fearful approach to Mm. authority figures Mm. and i feel like eli doesn't and when i say authority figures i'm i mean just like anyone who i feel like deserves respect because of their status so like if they're older or if they they're have like a big job or some position like a principal or a teacher at school (laughs) or my boss at work things like that the way I see Eli approach those things, those figures in his life, and maybe you as well, I feel like it's so different than the way I do. Because I remember in high school, I did not, the, my friends, almost all of them were either my age or younger. I was very intimidated by upperclassmen in high school. Mm-hmm. I, um, because I didn't grow up with someone who was older than me in the house besides my parents. Mm-hmm. And so, but Eli was friends with my friends <laughs> and he's three years younger than me. And he had friends, uh, he was friends with people like in my class, in my, that were my age that I wasn't friends with. And I always thought that was strange. Was, hmm. I don't know, but I, I think that is, maybe that's a common thread in yeah. people. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Huh. I'm not a lifespan psychologist, but <laughs> Okay, we're at 40-something minutes. Uh, You asked me to ask you easy questions. Yeah. And so I feel like I've been trying to throw you some softballs here. Don't end with a bad one. I'm going to challenge you a little (laughs) bit, honey. And I'm going to ask you a question. And I know this question is going to be difficult for you because we've had this conversation in the past. And one thing that I have tried to encourage you in is to dream dream big yeah and i want to ask you to share with me not everyone else but share with me uh 
what is your biggest dream for our family and our marriage in the future? Oh, wow. Nothing's off limits. Our biggest, my biggest dream yeah, something, for our family. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm dreaming big enough. Well, what is your biggest one? <laughs> um, I want to definitely be able to travel. This is off the top of my head. I yeah. haven't thought of this. Well, you should have. I've been trying to tell you. You need a dream, honey. <laughs> um, maybe just spend a year completely just traveling. Mm. I think that would be fun. I like that. I know because you want to own an RV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to ask you that, and I I think that one thing my parents were really good at doing for me was allowing me to dream and mm-hmm. allowing me to, um, you know, to believe that if I want something that I can have it. If, yeah. And it's not going to be given to me. And But, um, you know, the story of my family is really a, a story of dreamers and a story of people who... Um, probably got more got more than the hand that was dealt to them in life and i think about my grandfather my dad's father who was born in to poverty basically mm-hmm. and born in american samoa where opportunities aren't great um but somehow from that family line we i get to live the life that i live mm-hmm. and I say that humbly and with a heart of gratitude that um, I've been afforded a lot of opportunities that just two generations ago never would have been thought of in my family. And the reason I think that's possible is because my family dreams and they dream big. And so I want to encourage you, Alexis, and any of our listeners that are listening to dream big and to know that this world has opportunity and this world uh, can be beautiful if you work for it and if you dream big enough. And so um, there's my little token of encouragement <laughs> for everybody. And I want to thank you, Alexis, for taking the time. I know you're a very busy woman right now <laughs> uh, to sit down with me and talk. Anything else you want to share with our listeners? Um. Just thank you guys for listening. Josh is doing such a good job with this podcast. Um, I fall more in love with him every episode I listen to. So, Thank you, honey. Well, I know I, I get feedback from some of our listeners. I actually, by the way, if you've texted me or texted my dad or my <laughs> uncle, I've, I've read the message. So thank you for the, all the feedback. And I know that there's people listening that are haven't met you yet, but are really excited to one day. And I'm excited for you to meet them as well because you're the best person I know. Mm. So I love you, honey. I love you. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. We will back. We will be back with more soon. Have a great day.